You're listening to the Career Coach Podcast, bringing you information, lived experiences and all-round career conversation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Career Coach Podcast. I am your host, Sharisha, and as always, I am joined by a special guest. But before we get into all of that, I just want to remind you, if you have a career-related question, you can get a chance to get involved in my Ask the Coach segments. So you can drop me a DM on Instagram at ItCC Podcast or on the Anchor app and I'll be answering all your questions alongside some industry experts. So without further ado, I would like to welcome to today's show, Sherelle. <laughs> Hi, Sherelle. Hi, how are you? Go- how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Really, really good, thanks. Good. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Today's that special day that everyone's been waiting yeah, for isn't it we've all been waiting for this day of freedom <laughs> i can't believe i'm actually saying that <laughs> yeah it's been a special day today. yes indeed so can you introduce yourself and what you do i am sherelle and i am the founder and illustrator of awards-winning family-friendly black greeting cards and stationery brand kitchenoir wow amazing so like how did you actually start your business Um, I've been doing it for about four years now and I started off by just drawing family and friends and then I created an Etsy store and it just went from there really and it started to become a serious business um, when I put it on Etsy. Yeah and and even the name of the business like what what inspired you what's the kind of thought process behind it? So um, the word kitsch Um, I actually learned this at uni um, because I did like a fashion degree Um, and I remember going to a lecture and it was about um, kitsch fashion and they were like bringing up artists like Andy Warhol and how his artwork was received. It was called kitsch because a lot of people perceived it as being quite tacky or of poor taste. Okay. But then the other half of people would think it was like the best thing since sliced bread and that it was beautiful or they loved it in an ironic way and I think a lot of the time even the way I dress people would call it kitsch and I think that that is what the brand is all about really but it's also definitely about being black Mm -hmm. and um, noir is black in French so that's where I got the two words from kitsch noir Mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing. So even when you said about the fact that, you know, it's about black representation, when did you start thinking about how your cards could, you know, represent that in the market? And was at the time, did you actually see anybody else doing it? Um. So growing up, I always knew that there was a massive gap in the market, but it's just something that you keep like in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. I grew up always receiving cards with, um, white people on or like cute little illustrations of little white girls and it's just something that you accept and we're just conditioned to not even question it just receive it and be like oh thanks this is so me when it's completely not um Mm -hmm. so I've always known that we weren't reflected in greeting cards but when I got to 28 I felt like I had to do something about it so I've always known that there was that gap but the idea of actually having to do something about it came when I was 28. Yeah. In terms of if I had seen anyone else doing it, I did see a lot of brands with 
uh, black people on, but I felt like there was something still left to do. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed to create something that I could specifically relate to. So I felt like there was a gap there that I could fill in. Yeah. Even though I had seen other people doing it, I still felt like there was more to be done in my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you mentioned um, you saw people doing it, but I know for myself, going in I worked at and quite a known card shop when I was in uni and just even working in it I never saw cards with black people in it so maybe people were doing mm. it online but it wasn't in terms of like mainstream like known card shops if you get what I mean if I like I said I worked in the shop and for years I worked mm. there like whilst I was in like second third year of uni and we never once I don't even recall ever seeing even one card like with that kind of mm. representation so Definitely, there was definitely still a market for it because, like I said, that was quite some years ago as well. But you even mentioned about the fact that you went to like you did fashion at uni. Did you always have a passion for illustration or was this something that came about when you was at university? It's something that came about um, and I would do in my spare time. So even though I went to London College of Fashion, I was more doing drawings that were like spec sheets. And it was more about being technical and putting the measurements on and drawing like the pattern of uh, things that you wanted to create. Mm -hmm. So um, I studied handbag design and it wasn't about drawing people or reflecting like how I saw life or my friends and family. So it was just something I would do in my spare time. And I started drawing like from before uni anyway, and just like my own time really. Mm -hmm. But I guess the creativity started to come out um, whilst I was in my actual full-time job after university yeah and that in regards to like where can people find your cards and your other items um so they can go straight to my website um which is kitchenoir.com and i'm stocked in various uh big retailers like scribbler waterstones Moonpig, uh, Paper Chase, um, Jammy and Diverse Gifts and like various independent shops throughout the UK. Yeah. I remember when I saw on your IG actually when you got your cards into like Moonpig and I know, you know, obviously you mentioned some amazing names there as well, but I think Moonpig's because of the catchy, you know, jingle and stuff online. But what was that process like for you? Um, And was you like one of the first cards of like representation on, on their kind of platform? I don't know if I was the first, but I know that they like made a big deal out of it because they didn't have much representation. The process was it was it was a strange process. I feel like everything that's happened um, in terms of my stockist hasn't been as straightforward as maybe other brands. But um, so I used to do a lot of trade shows when like the world was open and you could um, go to these sort of things Mm -hmm. and I'd have a stall there and um it would attract a lot of like stockists that's what you go to a trade show for is to like get other stockists and the director of Moonpig had actually walked up to the stall and you can only know because they have like a little badge on you have to like really zoom in onto their chest to read what it is and when I saw that he was from Moonpig I was like oh okay and he was asking loads of questions about the brand and he because he was like so high up in Moonpig he said to me oh contact this person on LinkedIn and she'll be able to um have a talk with you about 
how to get your cards in with us. And this was about three years ago. Like I was doing the business for about a year and I was like so excited and I had um, contacted her, but I didn't get any response. I still to this day don't know if it was the right email address. I'm not too sure. <laughs> but um, after a while, I sort of felt like, mm, okay, she's just not going to respond to me. And then there was this big movement that had happened, obviously, the Black Lives Matter movement um, in June 2020 when uh, George Floyd had been murdered. And it was just, you know, loads of brands started all of a sudden feeling like they needed to represent black people, Mm -hmm. which should have been done a long time ago. And there was this movement of loads of people just tagging brands on Instagram and Twitter with other big brands and saying, you should have this person, you should have this person. Why aren't you working with this person? And one of my customers, her name is um, Kundai, she had tagged Moonpig. Mm. (laughs) And she was like doing it like... um, I think she'd done like so many tags um, on their Instagram. And I was like, oh, thanks, babe. Like, this is really nice of you. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I really want you in there. And um, she had emailed them directly, I think, through LinkedIn. Wow. <laughs> and then she was like, look, this is Cheryl. Um, you should have her cards. I don't know why you're not already stocking her. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is like really like aggressive I like it yeah yeah and then um they actually had responded and said you know what we've just had a look at her brand this is exactly this is exactly what we're looking for um and then they just started a conversation with me through then Mm. and through that and then um we started discussing a contract and how how things would move forward from there and we we went through um negotiation and it just picked up from there and then that yeah I ended up having my cards on the site it all happens quite quickly really yeah but they are a great brand to work with and I feel like they are great allies and they're really trying to um represent for us so yeah that's amazing like when you have someone in your tribe just really kind of like like you know know. egging you on and really like helping you because I think that's so important when your customers not just buy from you but that that it's kind of support as well like word of mouth and do you know what I mean it it goes a long way like but like obviously you mentioned you're with other stockists without if not necessarily going in too deep but just if someone was trying to get their product into you know those kind of companies you mentioned the whole like negotiating and contract is there any kind of tips and advice that you would give just to help someone especially if that's like their first time dealing with um a stockist a business like mm-hmm. of that nature i would say in terms of even starting a conversation with them obviously now we're completely like digital look on LinkedIn, try and get their email addresses. But how I did it before is, like I said, I was going to a lot of trade shows. I was putting myself in the sort of same environment that these stockists would be in, that Mm -hmm. I would want them to notice me. Um, And I I knew that they would go there like once or twice a year. And that is where they like take brands quite seriously Um, because it is quite expensive to have a stall there. But I sort of put my money where my mouth is Mm. and felt like I believed in myself and I knew that this would be a great opportunity even if I didn't get anything a lot of the time the brands that I have worked with and the big retailers I've ended up being with had to see me a few times um, within that space before they actually started speaking to me so Mm. it was a very um, long process and I just say a, a massive tip is to have patience and not to bombard them 
to just know that you know you've put yourself in their direction and that you're on their radar is sometimes good enough and Mm -hmm. to just let it let it breathe and to just have faith that they will contact you eventually when the time is right yeah that's that's some good tips there because consistency is key in anything that we're doing Mm. isn't it in order to get the results and like you said you don't never know who's watching as well like just the fact that you was there um Mm. you, you might not have seen anybody or they might have been a customer and you didn't know who they are so even in, in regards to your designs because i've bought uh, several of your cars i love your brand just in general oh, way before you. so don't <laughs> like it's not because you're a guest <laughs> like i actually i actually still got my valentine's card on my window ledge actually so um oh, yeah so just like how do you come up with your ideas and your designs because they're so original so I guess part of the description of kitsch as well is being very cheesy and I just absolutely love puns and I love cheesy jokes like mm. I'll be laughing for days at like such a simple joke and I I started to think oh am I the only one with this sense of humor but then when I was putting some of my cheesy puns and stuff on the cards I was like wow other people think this is funny yeah so um I guess it's just like part of my sense of humor anyway and I just like draw an image to go with a funny joke that I have in my head or just growing up and just experiencing life and the events and stuff that your friends and family achieve or like accomplishments that happen and then you want to tell them how great you think they are but there's just not a card that reflects their image Mm -hmm. so I've had just had to create one so it just happens like when I'm just going through life really yeah and does the process of making like one design is it is it a long process or is it quite quick how does that work it tends to be quite long because I tend to ask a lot of my friends and family's opinions and then that can just be a lot of going back and forth because I'm so like adamant that this is a funny joke (laughs) (laughs) and then sometimes they're just like I just don't get it and I'm like no like you have to get it like it's so obvious and they're like no it's just not working so then I'm constantly like changing the design or going back on it to try and make it more obvious Mm -hmm. so that that can take anywhere up to like two days to a week just working on one design but in regards to like your cards then do you have like one that's your favorite or do you have any that you're like oh I wish I still did that design and stuff yeah I have well I can literally go through all my cards and tell you why each one is my favorite but um if I had to pick actually I can't pick one so I'm gonna pick two Mm -hmm. but um I'd say one of my favorites is the thanks for gassing me up card okay yeah yeah uh, because I just have so many people that I I give this card to and that I need to give this card to and that I would love to give this card to so just an example of what we were saying earlier I would love to give all my customers this card because I feel like they're constantly gassing me up all the time Mm. just when I need it it's just like I just love them so much so I have so many opportunities where I want to give that card out and I love the drawing as well I love the colors that was used on it and then my second would be the I would give you my last plantain okay uh, yeah plantain. I usually say planted <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by people that say plantain <laughs> um so yeah because I just have this love for food and anyone that wants to share their food with me or give me a free meal I'm like wow you must really like me yeah and that love is just so real because there's not many people that I would give my last piece of food to yeah. let alone planting yeah so um 
that card because I feel like that really shows how much you love someone yeah you give someone that card definitely <laughs> when you share food you definitely must show that you love someone <laughs> I saw on your Instagram some like maybe some weeks ago um you did a reel about running the business and you was like showing like hey I'm I'm the person that does the customer service and I do all the stuff and stuff like that how do you deal with like wearing so many hats and running the business like what kind of tools do you use to like de-stress or keep things organized so yeah it is very hard to be a founder and run everything by yourself but I've got used to it and I can't lie I do love every part of what I do I would say the number one tool something I do every single day is refer to my diary and make sure that everything is done that needs to be done that week and I make (laughs) I have so many to-do lists and Mm. they are what I live by so I have a to-do list on my weekly planner And then I just list out what I need to do throughout the week. And then when I've actually done it, I put it into my diary and I cross that off. And then random ideas that come to me Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to do that. You need to do this. Like even in terms of like future products, I put that on my notepad and I'm just surrounded by so many lists. But somehow I know what needs to be done each day. But that's thanks to like my weekly planner. Yeah. It says like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then. I just feel so like accomplished when I put it into my diary and I cross it off. I'm a bit obsessive with lists. So that that is my main tool. Like I know that so many people say, oh, have you tried this app? Have you tried that app? But typing and ticking things is so different and not as satisfying as actually crossing something off that I've written. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but yeah, my to-do lists are just my, my go-to in terms of organisation. And then how do you kind of like have time for yourself and taking care of your well-being and learning how to because you know like with the whole working from home thing and all of that stuff sometimes like separating work and home and being able to manage all of that like how do you cope with all of that as well so I I would say I'm very strict and disciplined in terms of uh, making time for my family and friends Mm -hmm. so I I like to book in advance with my friends so we try to like see each other at least once a month whether that's on like over zoom or with like physically meeting up that's like religiously need to do that once a month Mm -hmm. and then um, in terms of like intimate family like my husband who I live with we have a date night And we're very strict that that always happens on the same day every week. Like nothing can stop that from happening. Like even with my friends, they're like, oh, can we meet on Wednesday? Oh, can we have a phone call on Wednesday? And they're like, oh, not Wednesday because that's Sherelle's day night. Mm. So I'm just very like rigid with time that's not work. Um, And I try to not work on a Sunday as well, but that sometimes doesn't happen. (laughs) But yeah, it's just about being disciplined and being strict with your your me time I guess yeah definitely having boundaries isn't it and being able to stick to them and not feeling bad for having those boundaries as well exactly yeah Yeah. knowing that's that's part of your well-being and even what you said about your checklist as well like knowing that you've got your own methods although there's a lot of different you know technological like you said apps and all these things but it's knowing what works for us and if that works for you and that helps you to kind of be as efficient in your working environment then just yeah just go with it on your IG and also on your YouTube, you've got like affirmations. Can you talk mm. a little a bit about that as well? And how does that come of into course. play with your everyday life? Yeah. So for about three years, 
Well, when I first created the calendar, uh, the Kitchen Art Affirmations calendar, I had put affirmation for every single month. And that is what I like to focus on throughout the month. Mm -hmm. And probably about two years ago, I started saying the affirmations aloud in the morning. And I would listen to a YouTube video that had said like all these positive words. And I would make sure that I said them every morning and played that every morning. And then when I didn't do it, I just felt like my day was just off. Mm. And I was just like, why do I feel like this day isn't going right? And then I, I just started realizing how important the affirmations were, that it was the first thing that I was doing in the morning, telling myself how much I believe in myself and how powerful I am and that I can achieve anything that I put my mind to and that I'm confident and that I, I have a dream and I will achieve it. Mm -hmm. Just saying those words to yourself is the most powerful thing. So I felt like I wanted to share that with my customers um, and with my closest friends and family members because I I just feel like it's something so simple but it's so powerful mm -hmm. and I just feel like everyone should do it. So then at the beginning of this year, I created the podcast, which leaves just about five minutes. I say the statement first and then the customer or the listener will repeat it. And if you do that every day, it's such a great start to the day. And I would recommend it to anyone or everyone because, like I said, it just transforms my day and just makes everything go better. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and if you want to listen to it, it's Make It Happen Affirmations with Sherelle from Kitchenware. I'll definitely link it as well in the description um, so, oh, so they can find it. Don't worry, they can find it. <laughs> So even you just was talking about like your affirmations and talking about being powerful and like reminding yourself who you are. So like what has your experiences been as a female founder? Has there been anything that stuck out to you on your journey? So, well, I don't know. I can't really compare it to even being a male founder because I've only ever been a female. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my journey, I feel like it all happens at the right time because I feel like we're in a time where there's so much resources and facilities and support in terms of being a female founder mm -hmm. and the people that I've I don't even know like I wouldn't even say I've gone out of my way to surround myself with them but the people that I've been inspired by and have become great friends with who are also female founders have just been so inspiring and uplifting and helpful so I mean I've just built such a great community of friends that are black female founders so mm -hmm. it's been really great so just to name a few some of them aren't even my friends but they're just so inspirational like Nicole and Paula that created Black Girl First I've always looked up to them and uh, Kalia from Jammy, uh, Jamelia from Treasure Chess, Ade from Nubian Skin like they're all people that I'm like wow look at what they're doing mm -hmm. like they're amazing I can be like that too like and just reaching out to them and making yourself known and letting them know how great you think they are and stuff it's just been so helpful in terms of my journey mm -hmm. so um that is something that I would definitely recommend to anyone who's thinking about starting a business is make sure that your circle is great as well and that you're just surrounded by pure excellence mm. um that has really helped I, they are massive parts of my journey of being a female founder yeah that's amazing it's definitely your network is your net worth as they say so it definitely mm. helps 
So how important has it been for you to like collaborate with other businesses? Oh, super, super important. Just like obviously collaborating, you you're able to like reach each other's customer bases. But what has been most powerful about collaborations that I've done is being able to communicate your experiences with other founders as well and learn from them Mm -hmm. and help them out. And when they learn from you as well, you realize, oh, wow, I have something that I can share and that I can help other people to grow with as well. That's been really good, I'd say. And have you always found it quite easy to approach people and network with them, even if you don't know them, especially now with the whole, like, you know, things are virtual and stuff like that? No, I really don't. (laughs) I don't find it um, easy at all. Um, So when I was growing up and like even go like Freshers Week and like just reaching out to people that I didn't know in terms of the fashion industry and like just even just going up to people to make friends when I started uni I'd find it so hard mm. but it's something that I've I've realized that I have to get better at when I started the business yeah and it was a lot easier for me to approach people through email but like I said a lot of the time you don't get responses so you have no choice but to put yourself in uncomfortable positions like going to trade shows I started building confidence when I started doing like market stalls um so my first one was in Portobello and I literally had to like gather people to come to the store like hi um, have you seen my cards and it was just so awkward but over time Mm. it became more and more natural to me and then I built up the courage to go to these trade shows and sort of like professionally approach people and say but then you're learning from like your neighbors as well um that are next to you in the trade shows as well and it just it becomes a bit more easier every time you do it the more you practice it the more better you get at it yeah so you'd advise then to like put yourself out there to try and build up that confidence yeah you have to even when it's uncomfortable or awkward just know that it will be like that at the beginning but you'll definitely start to get better 100 percent. you just have to do things that you don't feel comfortable in and like in regards to like someone who might be trying to create like their own card business or even just like a product like you know what kind of advice would you give to them Uh, my number one tip would be to make sure that you're different from your competitors and to be very clear in what makes you different. Um, To definitely do research on the industry that you're going into and check that your product is something that will be solving problems Mm -hmm. and just know that your competitors are probably successful for a reason. You need to check why they're successful and see how you can be different from them but still successful at the same time and to just not try and copy exactly what they've done because you need to stand out from what they've done and in regards to like just being able to stay motivated because you know like how it is naturally like life happens around us or just in general sometimes you're just not in the zone for whatever reason like how do you keep yourself motivated and keep going basically I think that number one you have to have a passion for what you're doing Mm -hmm. so times when you feel like oh I'm tired of this or or this is getting really long because you have a passion for it and you love what you're doing anyway you know that you can probably just give yourself a break and have a nap or something or just say do you know what I'm not going to work for the rest of the day um let me just wake up hopefully I'll be feeling different and that passion will come back to life Mm -hmm. because it's a real passion so I'd say 
find something that you love and that you enjoy doing because when you have that dip your love for it will overcome the reason why you're feeling fed up mm-hmm. and another thing that keeps me motivated is that I write what my mission is down and I stick it on my wall and then whenever I feel like oh why am I doing this again (laughs) I'll just look at it Mm. and it will be like yes that's why you're doing it that's why you're going to keep going I also stick like motivational um notes on my wall as well like just simple things like keep going Cheryl because I know I'm going to need to look at that someone's going to need to tell me to keep going so yeah I make sure that those are surrounding me in my office yeah that's so important as well because you might not always have someone to call or even if there's that person that usually is you know that voice of reason or wisdom for your encouragement they might not be available so being able to encourage yourself um Mm. is a very important aspect to all of our journeys no matter what career path we're on earlier you mentioned about you know your award-winning business and you Mm -hmm. you know I've you won the stylist was it stylist um you won an award for yeah yeah so talk about that like what what was that like what was your first award and what has it been like you know being recognized for all your hard work okay so um 2018 was very great year for kitsch so like you said I went to the stylist it's called the stylist live and I had a stall there and part of that show you could enter different categories that you think that you should win because at the on the last day I think it was they had like a little internal award show it was called like the retail awards for just the people that were um that had stalls Mm -hmm. at stylist live and I entered it because I just enter everything that's that's available anyway yeah and um because why not and I won the best new product award for 2018 and obviously I entered because I thought that I should win but when I did win I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like I felt like I was finally being recognized in the public like Mm -hmm. in front of everyone so that was an amazing amazing feeling and and they gave me like a little like plaque boards that I just took with me everywhere every market that I did I just put it in yeah the front, like, <laughs> why not yeah and then I put it on like my email signature and everything so that was like my first award I was like so so proud of that mm-hmm. and then in that same year one of my favorite stockists diverse gift in Brixton Anita she's the one that owns the store she had she had nominated me to be a winner for 30 under 30 okay um within the stationary industry like stationary professionals 30 under 30 and um I was one of the winners I was one of the 30 so I was very very happy about that because I always wanted to win something that was like oh 30 under 30 whilst I was under 30 now I'm 32 I can't win that anymore so that was definitely an accomplishment yeah so those were the like two big things that I had won yeah yeah and that I was extremely proud of yeah I just wanted to ask do you do they tell you before or is it your natural reaction like when you hear your name being called they no they didn't tell me I, I didn't even know I was like a finalist oh like, really finalist. so it was even a shock to see like the the logo come up when they said oh the finalists are I can't remember who the other two were. All I know is my logo was there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is enough. Like, oh my gosh. And then when they actually said that I had won, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember like walking onto the stage. I feel like I had just fainted in my seat and yeah. then everything else was happening. just wasn't even me. But um, yeah, no, it was amazing. They didn't tell me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to make a speech? 
No, luckily. Oh, okay. Because I wouldn't have known what to say because <laughs> I was so wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't have to. Oh, uh, that's all right. Because I always wondered, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you're, if you're not prepared, and like, what do you say? Do you have it, like, kind of pre-planned in your mind or something? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't even think I had to say anything. So, yeah, that was lucky. So, like, just in terms of, like, Sherelle and giving the listeners a little bit more into who you are, what, what's an interesting, fun fact that people might not know about you? So I think everywhere I go, I always mention that um, people ask me if I studied. And yeah, I went to London College of Fashion. But something interesting that happened is after I graduated, um, a company had contacted me and said, oh, could you design some bags for our catwalk show that's going to be featured in London Fashion Week? catwalk mm. and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing so I had quickly got my design on and uh, created these two bags and they were featured in the London Fashion Week catwalk and I was able to like go and sit and watch the the handbags on the catwalk so that was pretty cool wow that's amazing that's something that not many people know yeah so that was cool yeah. did you ever get to keep a, a bag yeah they were my bags that I created so I sort of like lent it to them oh okay um, to use on the catwalk oh wow but yeah it was it was very kitsch actually it was there were two bags and they were both um like really shiny metallic <laughs> and one was pink and one was green and those are also my favorite color combinations pink and green oh wow so yeah, I need to find those actually. Yeah, you might need to sh- share that on your story or something <laughs> yeah. so we can see yeah, it. It's a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just reminded myself. Yeah. That's amazing. Obviously, you've mentioned a lot of amazing highlights on your journey, but is there anything else that, you know, when you sit back and you think, oh, wow, I've come this far, that really sticks out to you as well? Yes. Uh, so I would say, so as I said, I've, I've done so many different uh, market stalls and I miss them so much. I haven't done them this year, obviously, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But one that always sticks out to me, and I literally remember this as one of like the best days of my life, <laughs> was um, being at Black Girl Fest and having a stall there. I just felt like every single customer that came and I spoke to, it was just like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. And it was a real realisation for me that I had created something that was so important and that was so needed. And that whole day, it was just literally magical just being surrounded by beautiful black girls that were just like me and appreciated the product that I created. And that was like something that I was so grateful, a festival that I was so grateful had been created, Mm -hmm. especially for us. And I just felt like everything was just magical on that day. That was definitely a massive highlight for me it was like um, an epiphany that what I was doing was something that was meant to be done. Yeah. Um, so that was an amazing highlight. And then I'd say another great thing since starting the brand has been when I created the uh, 2021 Affirmations Diary. That was a massive accomplishment for me. And that was definitely a highlight in the journey because it's something that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And when the customers had received it, in the way that I had received it when I re- um, received the first sample, I literally cried. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something. I'm creating something that I love and that other people love too. So yeah. the diary was like a massive, like big deal for me. It was just like, oh my gosh, I made this. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, so that that product is like, hands down my favourite product right now. Yeah. Like, use it every single day and it's I made it like wow yeah yeah 
But that's uh, that's how I feel when I receive your cards, even down to the envelope. For for those of you that haven't ever bought anything from Sherelle, but in terms of like just down to the envelope, as soon as it comes through, I'm like, yeah, I know it's my card because it's just so distinctive on the envelope, and I'm always like, yes, it's come, it's come. And the customer service for me, a one, because oh, I've had to DM you. you and be like, please, could you get in the post by tomorrow? And you've and you've done it for me, especially when it's like last yeah. minute. So yeah, that's just so no, like I, I definitely yeah. like to go above and beyond for the customers. I love when when people reach out to me directly and say oh is it possible to do this or oh can you do this or oh even just saying nice things like I love your stuff or oh it's so important it's so needed Mm -hmm. I I will respond to everyone because I'm so appreciative and um, grateful for every single person that buys from me so yeah yeah, that would never happen that I would like ignore someone but um, no in terms of the packaging as well I remember I used to hand make each envelope wow and like cut it up from two pieces of paper and stick it together and people would contact me and say oh where did you get your envelopes done I'll be like I make them myself (laughs) (laughs) but um, I remember the labor that went into that um it was it was crazy but it's it's all worked out to be worth it so Mm. I love that you've even mentioned the packaging because I started that from scratch so (laughs) Yeah, it's so important. I think it's just, it's part of the process, isn't it? Because when you get something in the post, you feel, it feels like that extra touch that, you know, someone's thought about their business, not just about like the product itself, but even the way it comes to you, you know, presentation Mm. and all of that stuff as well. I think as a customer, you do, you do notice those things. It's really important. You mentioned uh, your cards and your, the diary, the affirmations diary, but I know you obviously have other products as well. Could you just like shed a bit of light on what else you offer? So, um, yeah, I have the greeting cards, but I also have gone into more stationary products as well. Like, as I mentioned, the diary mm-hmm. and um, the weekly planner, notepads. And they're all just about being organized, really, and things that I used even before I created this stuff. So I was forever writing to-do lists on just, like, random scrap bits of paper, but it's so nice to, like, have a post-it note with a pretty illustration that I've done and just write on that as opposed to, like, the back of a magazine or something. Mm -hmm. And then the weekly planner as well. I remember I used to get, like, an A4 piece of paper and, like, just map out my week, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I just thought, why am I doing this um, if I have created a brand that is about paper? Mm-hmm. So I just thought, okay, that needs to stop. So yeah, I'm I'm creating lots more products to do within stationery. Okay. And that is what I plan to expand on mm-hmm. as well. So just like on the final note then, like when you just reflect on last year 2020 and even coming into 2021, like what are your like goals and plans for like the business going forward for this year? Okay, so I'm currently working on a loyalty scheme because, like I said, I just love when customers return and they have like a conversation with me and I find out more about them and why they're returning. And I just want to create something that shows my appreciation Mm -hmm. for them. So I'm working now on a loyalty scheme. Um, I've got a few amazing collaborations lined up, so I'm looking forward to announcing those. Mm And my affirmations podcast is out every month at the beginning of the month. So every month I record a new one. So that's something to look forward to as well. That's amazing. So where can people find you? I know you've mentioned a few of the platforms, but yeah, where can we find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at 
Kitchenoir. That's K-I-T-S-C-H-N-O-I-R. And you can order all my stuff from kitchenoir.com. Amazing. And I'll link everything in, guys, so you can find it easily. So thank you so much for an amazing interview. So guys, I hope you got some great gems there. Don't forget, you can check me out on Instagram at itcc podcast. And also if you want to get involved in my Ask the Coach segments, you can drop your career related questions via DM or on the Anchor app. So until next time, guys, it's been great.